It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's Articles of News. It's episode number cuatro, cuatro, sis. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking they just did an Articles of News this last Friday. Well, we couldn't go another day, that being another Monday, without doing another Articles of News because this weekend, that's right, this very weekend, and in this very weekend, it's General Conference. So uh, we have to do our conference predictions. We have to round out the news because next Monday, I'm sure, will be some sort of conference roundup. We won't do any news there. Not like there's a whole ton of news going on. But if you haven't listened to the last one, make sure that you check it out. It's also just me and Brother Kyle. Brother Kyle, how are you? Let me know when we're on. Yeah. (laughs) Let Let me know when I should say something clever. Will we start? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're recording. Yeah. Oh, all right. You okay. need you Hang need on. to go. You need to go back, brother Kyle, because I know that you don't <sighs> listen. But you need okay. to go. You need to go back because in the third block, you know, when you weren't around, I talked with Misty Pantle uh, about her home in Talent, Oregon. Oh, that's right. Uh, Friday, you talked to her about that. Was yeah. That right. Yeah. 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 And her home obliterated, and she talks about how the church has been there for her and what it was like. To wa- it's unreal. It's a captivating, sad, sad story um, that I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are going through. And not just because of fires, of flooding and hurricanes and you know, earthquakes and mass hysteria. Cats and dogs living together. Ooh. Yeah. Um, now, let it's me... It's the second coming then. Well, that, right? it's basically... I mean, some would say... Other, others have would say, what? No, it's going to get way worse, to which I say, great, great, good. Well, yeah. I'm okay with that because do you know how old I am? Uh, 72. I, I should be out of here before all that happens. Oh, well, not if it's happening now. You're well, not, is, I mean, you're I'm not that old. This. You, you got, yeah, I'm fine with this. You got, you're all right with this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just can't handle much more. I was going to say. I I I am someone who can usually hold my like tragedies, you know, like as I describe it as I hold my liquor. Uh I can hold my tragedies pretty okay. I'm I am pretty well tapped out right now. Well, you got to you got to hang in there. It's it you know, this is a rough year. Sure. Trust me. You you have a bad stretch and then things things get better and then they'll get worse again, but they'll get better. I I cannot tell you the amount of conversations that I have had with people on social media or in like Facebook Messenger or things like that where I will see someone post something uh, as their status or on another person's Facebook wall that has prompted me so very immediately to be like, "Hey, Kyle, you okay?" Are you in a safe place? Are you thinking clear? You know what I'm saying? Like there has been enough of that Me? that I'm no, no, not particularly with you. Um, you said, "Hey, Kyle." Well, I was using you as an example. I was keeping, okay. you, I was keeping you as part of the conversation, so that as soon as I asked you a question, you wouldn't say, "Are we still going?" <laughs> uh, yeah, just it's it's rough for a lot of people right now. Yeah. What uh, What's new with you? Anything good? Uh. Nope, still uh, uh, locked down, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, through through a weekend of, uh, I, I still get out. Uh, again, I, I've talked about this last time, but it, it's not too bad of a year for me, honestly. Sure, that's why sure. I've been okay because I'm I kind of do my normal stuff. Now, do mostly. you do you get out uh, uh, on your bicycle 
in the mountains uh, more during the leaves changing? No. No? Nope, the same. Okay. Because how can you get out more than every day? Okay. So you are still every day. Yeah. Yeah. And, but uh, I enjoy, I go some different places. I enjoy it more. This last weekend, I went to Park City, Utah mm-hmm. to ride, mm-hmm. which is, you know, you get up high and away from the people and it's just, you know, I don't take pictures and put it on Facebook because it's stunning and it doesn't do it justice. Right. And, and people don't want to see that pretty stuff. They want, they want to see memes about face masks and stuff like that. <laughs> Now, let me ask you this. I didn't know about this, and this isn't church-related, so let's let's uh, spend the time on it minimally. But I found out that there's a whole lot of hatred uh, from folks like yourself, the purists of bikes, against those who would ride the e-bikes, the electronic bikes. Uh, it depends on who you ask. There, there are some I'm like, asking you. I'm not, I don't care about anybody I, I else. Would, I joke about it a little bit, but I, I, am, I embrace it for uh-huh. some people. It's like this. When you see a person at the supermarket riding around the little go-kart, handy cart thing, uh-huh. uh, who is perfectly fine, it's just that they're lazy. Uh-huh. It kind of kind of makes you go, oh, come on, dude, really? Yeah. But then there's somebody in it who is handicapped or very elderly, you know, that needs that to get that far in the store, right? Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that. It's it's great for some people that, that aren't able mm-hmm. to, to do... I, I hear something there. That's my me. phone going okay. crazy. That's my fault. Sorry. Well, usually it's my phone yeah. going off. So so for some people it's great. I know people with them and it, and it's and it's a great thing, but then I've also been up with people who are very able-bodied and going a million miles an hour up the trail and ripping it up and and crashing in jeans and stuff that that probably shouldn't be. They should they should just get a bicycle and ride it. Hmm. Be okay. Hmm. Hmm. Cuz I heard like it's people that like yell at people on the trail and are like, "What are you?" This is for real rider, like very aggressive. There's, I think there's very few of those actually in what I've come across, but, but yeah, they're out there. There's always people that, that, you know, hate whatever else or hate something new. Well, I hate those people. How about that? Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to give you a challenge. I don't know that you'll be able to do it and you'll have to do it fairly quickly. Um, but you need to go to Aspen, Colorado. Have you ever been there before? Nope, I have not. I think that you should kidnap your kid, your COVID, living on campus, but really he could stay at home and save you and and your ex-wife a bunch of money, kid. And I think you should go ride your bike through the uh, through the mountains of Aspen, but before the all the leaves off the Aspen trees fall. So we got about two weeks here, yeah. maybe, yep. to get yep. out there. Yep. Just pack Man, him in the car. It's a long ride. Get the bikes on the rack, whatever, and just go for it. And he'll be like, what are we doing? And you'll say, changing your life and go do it. And I guarantee yes. you, I want you to listen to me. Okay. I guarantee it would be an experience you would never forget. Just looking at it on a map, that's, man, that's a good eight hours. Yeah. Yep. So you go on a Friday, you ride on a Saturday, you're back on Sunday. There, you know, honestly, there there's so many places around here I can't hit them all that are phenomenal. Do, in, do, in, within do, do, do. an hour or okay. out my back door. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just saying, I think sometimes yeah. we, we place special value when we do those things that are above and beyond, and especially when we post about it on social media so that people feel bad about themselves. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Maybe I will go and get yeah. some pictures yeah. of me. Yeah. Would you please? I'm trying to think if there's anything exciting or new for me. Uh, the other day I did the uh, my niece's wedding. 
that was uh, beautiful up at a ski resort. Beautiful fall leaves and being able to see family. And and she looked gorgeous and he looked handsome. And it's weird when you know when you have nieces and nephews that are getting married. It makes you feel super old. The nice yeah. thing the nice thing is I don't ever have to give them a gift because I'm DJing, so I don't have to buy them anything. That's nice. That was your gift? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I still charged him money, but I saved him like a thousand bucks. Well, I, I, you got to get him a gift. Do you? I'm do, sorry. Do I? Yeah, not really? something huge, but okay. you know, a toaster, a ladle. <laughs> what if I get something? him a large toaster? Is that okay? The four toaster? Yeah, no, the six. Ooh, is there? No, is there a six really? Listen, I it's don't a, know. it's America. There has to be a, a six bread toaster. I would love one. What's your standard Wonder Bread? 20? 20 slices? Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, I'd love a 20 slicer. Let's just get it all done at once. Uh, there is a six place, six place toaster. I just found it. Oh, no. How much? Uh, 372.74. Okay, I don't know that I like her that much. Oh, there's a cheaper one. Oh. 218.99. I don't know that I like her that much. And oh, here's one. Okay. Uh, it's a Turbo Chef 15. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, if you're going to make toast, getting it done as soon as possible on those six slices, uh, it's worth it. Turbo Chef, how much? Oh, wait, oh, wait um, no, that <laughs> I thought it was an expensive one. It's uh-huh. a and it's, it's an accelerated cooking countertop oven with touch controls and toaster inside oh, per- it. Oh, okay. It's, okay, it's 15,650. Yeah, I'll pass. Okay. All right. So, so DJ is what I got her <laughs> for her wedding. Uh, and then other than that, just, uh, you know, kind of taking care of things at home, doing a little last of the... Uh, Spring, summer, fall cleaning before winter gets cold, miserable, and I don't want to do anything ever at all, ever. Are your tomatoes gone? Oh, no. No, you you should come by. I've got I, a couple. I would like some, you, actually. You really should. Sometime, you know what you do? Hop on that bike of yours, and uh, when you're on your way back from Aspen, stop by and I'll give you a tomato. <laughs> They'll get smashed in my little pocket in the uh, back of my jersey. <laughs> they don't have a tomato pocket? They should. Yeah, they really should, as far as I'm concerned. Well, let's uh, let's take a break. Uh, this episode, this Articles of News episode, we're going to do actual Articles of News coming back in the second block. And in the third block, we're going to talk all about conference predictions. That's right, because it's this weekend. Telling people about what we think is going to happen as part of General Conference. We're going to be fairly vague. I know that lots of uh, different outlets are going to spend a lot of time doing this. So we just want to hit our highlights so that then when we come back next week, we can see, see, told you, told you. You remember when we said that? Told you. So we'll come back and do that in the second and third blocks, respectively. Checking in with my friend Russ Wild. Down in Texas, Russ, you're going to want to stick around for the third block of today's episode of the Cultural Hall. We have a conference prediction that pertains particularly to you. Ooh, uh, is it part of the Temple Lottery? Yes, yes it is. So I hope people stick around for that. But that's not why you're here. You're here to talk about what you've been watching on Living Scriptures. Let's hear it. Which uh, is quite a bit, actually. This last week, my uh, kids have discovered studio c (laughs) and i know that's that's it's been on youtube forever obviously on the byu channel but there's eight seasons of byu tv just conveniently for your perusing if you're eight on the living scriptures app now is that new uh, on is that new on the living scriptures or they just um, found it it's, it's she just found it this week and uh she just found it let's let's just say that so she's so we're we're reliving the highlights of uh, 
season after season of Studio C. This did, has been pretty fun. Does she do the just one more, just just one more, just one more episode? Is it been? Yeah, like I that? mean, yeah. that's actually one thing that um, I like about Studio C, uh, where I feel like on Netflix, like there is no pause between the next episode. It's like and and the next one starts. Mm-hmm. And so, as a parent, when you're trying to like, you can watch one more show when that episode ends, you're you're done. Well, that uh, you get a little more of a, a break, so you can you can stop that show from from continuing on with Living Scriptures. Oh, nice. Uh, now we should mention that if uh, people are interested in getting the Living Scriptures, uh, you can get the Living Scriptures app. I believe uh, not only for your television, but like there's an app for your phone as well that allows you to access this wherever you're out and about. If you you know you got the kids in the car and stuff like that. And it can you can download episodes to your app. So if you're uh, going to be without the Wi-Fi mm-hmm. or the internet, you can you can download stuff so you have it so it, it works even while you're not connected. And there's a link yep. to get a free month of it uh, in accordance with this episode at theculturalhall.com. Look for the big asterisks that say "Get a free month of Living Scriptures." That's how you'll know you're in the right place. Perfect. And coming up, they've got uh, trailers for movies that are coming soon to Living Scriptures. There's one about the guy who got lost at Nutty Putty Cave called The Last Descent. Oh. Uh, we're pretty into uh, watching that. My wife and I are both excited to see that when it comes out next month. Uh-huh. I heard it was really well done. I've actually met the director, but I never watched it. Yep, It's coming soon, and we're excited for that. And uh, yeah, lots of good stuff to keep us uh, occupied. Plus, you've always got the latter-day news, the little video presentations that they do. Do they do something special? Although I know Living Scriptures is just family-friendly, but they do they do anything special for General Conference weekend? Um, I know that they, in their, in the latter-day news, they talked about, you know, things that were happening with conference coming up. Uh, and they even talked about one of the movies in that was, they talked about at conference this coming week, obviously the choir's not going to be there. And one of the movies that they have this week that my wife saw and really liked was called Singing with Angels. It's a true story about a lady who joined the choir and how joining the Mormon or the Tabernacle at Temple. It was the Mormon Tabernacle Choir when the lady joined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to stick with that. When she joined the choir, how that helped her through her life, some struggles she was having in her life. My wife really liked that. And since my mother-in-law is here with the new baby, uh, we get to watch it twice. (laughs) Well, excellent. Uh, It's the Living Scriptures, like we say. Get a free month by finding the link. According to it's, uh, it's with the show notes in this episode of the Cultural Hall. Russ, stay safe. I know you're going to be live tweeting uh, one of the sessions of, of General Conference this weekend. You and your wife. Yeah, probably- it's going to be it's going to be so different watching church on TV than watching church on Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole different format. Stay safe, my friend. Thanks. It's time for the second block of the Cultural Hall. It's articles of news, and I uh, want to make a quick reminder that if you are not a Patreon saint of the Cultural Hall, please be that. What's standing in your way? I, I don't want to keep. I don't want to keep begging. Um, I I don't want to. You know, I don't want to try and make you feel guilty. I I suppose I could try and make goals, uh, and you know, have different uh, like landmark, like monetary things that we do. Just just do it. We do a great job. We give you two episodes a week. It's an hour long plus each time we talk to you. That's a lot of work that goes into it. And the way that we feel appreciated in addition to your follows on our social media and your listens is that you you pay a a buck or two or three. Some people pay as much as $10 a month. Did you know that? Now now how do you feel? Now how do you feel? It's patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. Yes, I tapped into some guilt there. 
Let's do some actual articles of news. If you don't, we're going to do a pledge drive and we're going to play like the Lemiz 25th anniversary. We're going to play <laughs> Neil Diamond Hot August Nights for like three hours. Oh, yeah. Louie Louie for 24 hours straight like that radio station did growing up. Let's do some actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And here we go. As part of this news, there will be a, oh my gosh, this is terrible part of this news, but that's not now. I'll give you plenty of heads up. Um, uh. This first one, uh, I know that we mentioned this in the past, but I'd like to mention it again because I think it's interesting. It's a list, eight things that you may not have known about Joseph Smith obtaining the gold plates. So, um... Number one, the eruption of a volcano in Indonesia was instrumental in Joseph Smith receiving the gold plates. This is obviously kind of in, in conjunction with the Saints book that came out. Many of these things are told about in there. But did you know that? The eruption of the volcano, Kyle? I didn't know that. All right. Well, how about number two? Lucy courageously defended her family from a man who attempted to steal their wagon and horses. That's Joseph Smith's mom. She, she did a little butt whooping. Did you know that? I know about that. No. All right. You're 0 for 2, pal. Did you know that Joseph Smith first heard the the uh, James 1.5, that is, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that he actually heard that in a sermon before he read it in the scriptures and was stirred to pray? I did hear about that, yes. Okay, you didn't know that one. Okay, you're 1 for 3. Number 4, Joseph Smith received a seer stone before the angel Moroni visited him. Did you know that? Uh, I think I did, yes. Okay. So uh, that answers, by the way, the question: Which comes first, the seer before the plate, or the stone before the plates? It's the stone. If yeah. anyone ever asks. Number five: The angel Moroni showed Joseph a vision of the good and evil of the world. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Okay. I did know that one. Um, number six: The angel Moroni asked Joseph to bring his brother Alvin with him to retrieve the gold plates. Did you know that? I did know that. Okay. Number seven: Joseph Smith met Emma while he was treasure hunting. I didn't know that. And number eight, Joseph and Emma retrieved the gold plates right after midnight. I don't know that I knew that. All of those in association uh, with an article from LDS Living available with this episode at theculturalhall.com. All of the links that we share are available there if you want to read more about that. And those, of course, also are all taken from the Saints book that the uh, church has produced. Now, you had some big landmarks, Kyle. Let's get to those. Well, you know what? Coincidentally, one of them goes right along with what you were just talking about. Uh, this past week, it was a it was 193 years ago, last week, mm -hmm. that uh, the church founder, Joseph Smith, and his wife, Emma, ventured to Hill Cumorah, western New York, uh, in the dead of night. It didn't say when, obviously, after it's midnight. It's right after midnight. I just yeah. told you. Uh, to receive the gold plates. They so it, was, uh, just, oh, there, it does say, it says, just after midnight, September 22nd, 1827. Deep in the mountainside. Something about midnight. <laughs> that could be a line in yeah, there. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not turning it away. I'm not putting my nose up to it. Okay, so that's one of them. What's the other one? So there's uh, another one, another historical note. Uh, 42 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mary Frances... Stern Logson, is that who it is? Yes, that's uh, exactly correct. Became the first the the first uh, African American full time missionary, September twenty third, nineteen seventy eight. Interesting. Uh, I'll have to look at the show notes at, at, that are at theculturalhall.com and try and get her, or is it a him? 
A her. A her. Yeah, Stacy, but Stacy could be a, a gentleman's name as well. I've known a gentleman, Stacy. Uh, see if we can get her in the cultural hall. That would be fascinating. Yeah, went on to write several books, including a book, this sounds interesting, A Soul So Rebellious, hmm. 1980. And, and if uh, if she has passed, I mean no disrespect. I just have never, um, as we've talked about Joseph Freeman, I didn't know who he was or that he was still alive. But if you go into the archive of the cultural hall, the first um, person of color to receive the priesthood after the priesthood ban was lifted, that episode was awesome. And I had no oh, idea. Yeah, so right. so oh, I'll have... It is a she. It said uh, Stern Glazen really wanted to serve in Africa. And so she was very disappointed when she found out she was going to... Nampa. San Antonio, oh. Texas. <laughs> Nampa, Idaho. Uh, okay, cool. So that's two. What's the third yep. one? The other one, uh, so did you know, if, if you go to the Doctrine and Covenants, the official declaration number one, you will find that uh, it was last week, actually, uh, marked another anniversary in the church history. 130 years ago, September 24th, 1890, Wilford Woodruff issued the manifesto signaling the beginning of the end of polygamy, mm. plural marriage. And uh, then stating after that, it was punishable by excommunication. So, and that was how long ago? What year? That was 130 years ago, September 24th, 1890. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, so let's get to some terrible stories, shall we? <laughs> I guess so. Th these are, uh, you know, maybe it's Mormons behaving badly. I think it's the worst of the worst of ever, of everness, of, of terrible. A former bishop of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has been sentenced to five years in jail for sexually assaulting two young girls more than 30 years ago. Marvin Ross Harker, who's now 52, uh, was his identity was protected by a publication ban until this past Thursday. He was found guilty last year of sexually assaulting two female victims that were aged 8 and age 12. Authorities say that the charges uh, that were made in 2018 stemmed from incidents that occurred in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, the investigation began when Picture Butte RCMP received a complaint from a woman in September 2016 that said that she had been sexually abused as a child by a man who was known to her. Turns out it is that person and he has now been sentenced to uh, five years for those assaults that occurred 30 years ago. So that's one. How about this one? This one is yeah. So so when when you think something can't get worse, hang on cuz it can. Cuz it's 2020. Great, let's and hear it's, it. It's it's this is awful. A Utah man is accused of filming himself sexually abusing a young child at a Mormon church. It all started when Thomas Michael Wallen, age 21, of South Jordan, Utah, was allegedly making and distributing child pornography. Police say that he admitted that he, was, that he had sexually abused a four-year-old boy in December of 2019. Uh, according to the, uh, the news station, Wallace is accused of filming himself and the child, which is awful enough as it is. Additionally... Um, it was during a funeral at an LDS chapel. Oh, my gosh. He was booked into jail as being held without bail. He faces charges of se sexual exploitation of a minor and aggravated sex abuse of a child. 
And may he stay in jail for a long time and may that young child uh, get the help that they need to be able to recover from that. That story makes me sick. So I'd like to tell you another terrible story. Oh, God. Have you heard of the uh, the uh, electric truck, the Nikola? Uh, no. So it's sort of like, uh, and people will hate me, uh, especially car fanatics. I, I, I guess I would say it's sort of like a Tesla in that, you know, they're a startup. They're not one of the big major car companies. Um, they got a bunch of money from investors and his name is Trevor Milton. Married his wife back in 2017. He was raised uh, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints alongside a brother and three sisters. He served a mission in Brazil. In November of 2019, he set a Utah real estate record, spending $32.5 million on a 2,670-acre ranch. He says that... He was inspired by a Mormon mission trip to Brazil after leaving high school, telling outlets that in June of this year, he is very he is a very faith-oriented CEO. His company mm. makes electric hydrogen fuel cell vehicles and trucks and acts as a rival to Tesla. It's based in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, people really loved him, really wanted to believe in him. Um, he has so far avoided much of the spotlight, despite being named in Forbes' 400 billionaires list earlier this month um his instagram profile reads husband to an amazing wife entrepreneur airplane pilot and dog lover talks about how much he loves his wife and there's such cute pictures of his you know his family and all the things and milton has fought back against the intricate fraud claims even as the company has been investigated by the u.s securities and exchange Commission. You know, the SEC. Oh, yeah. The Department of Justice also looking into the company. Nikola shares were down 20% in trading. Uh, GM recently announced it would receive an 11% stake in Nikola under a partnership. He's. It's just, it's unraveling. It's, it's a bunch of lies. It's a, a, yet again another person who duped uh, a bunch of investors and and this guy's you know he proudly wears you know his faith he's he's a faith-based ceo and we can all look to him and just be like great great thanks a lot thanks for thanks for you know shedding that light on it um nicola founder admits uh or, or quits as chairman amid claims that uh that, that it is this fraud and 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 people are saying now that as they look at the videos, there's no way that they could be doing what they're doing. Uh, it's all just a big sham to get people invested in it and the bottom is dropping out. So way to go, Brother Milton, you faith-based CEO, you. Thanks for thanks for all that. I mean, allegedly, I should say, right? Yeah, so there's so right. it's not slander. Allegedly on all of that, but but great. Way to buy that 2,700-acre ranch in the most expensive Utah home ever. What else do you have, Brother Kyle? Uh, we've talked about this guy before, but uh, Mark Madsen, who is a— uh, Basketball he's, player. He's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He was a basketball player. Now he's a coach somewhere. At the, at uh, the BYU, right? Uh, I think he's at uh, the BYU Junior. He's at the UVU? UVU? I think <laughs> something, Yeah. 
Uh, so he was teammates with Shaquille O'Neal, who was a large basketball player. The guy's enormous. Uh, you may recognize him from uh, commercials for Papa John's Pizza and insurance. That's <laughs> what he does now for you kids. Sure. He used to play basketball before you were born. Yep. But th- they were buddies, and he really liked Mark Madsen. Why can't, like why can't I think of the BYU basketball coach? Uh, his, I can't either. His name is, uh, oh, Mark Pope. That's why. Because it's uh, the same first name. Oh, yeah. I was like, Mark, and I was like, no, nah, that Madsen doesn't sound right. So Mark Madsen, he's at UVU, which is Utah Valley University. Mark Pope, that's the BYU. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, they were they were always good buddies, and he always looked after Mark really well. That uh, is he has a new Shaq. Book out. Shaquille yeah. O'Neal would always look after Mark Madsen. Yeah, I okay. should say that the, the Shaq. Looked at the Shack attack. Looked after yeah. Mark. Shazam looked after <laughs> Mark Madsen. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and just some fun things in the book, like when he used to, they used to hang around together a lot, and he used to try and find Mark a wife. Hmm. Now he was very specific about his wife. He would always ask the women, as he did in this story, uh, uh, like a waitress on a plane. He's like he he, he would see a, he found saw this hot waitress, and and he said, uh, "Hey, you Mormon." And uh, she'd say no, and he'd be he'd say never mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so, he really would. And then they and so he would just try and find him a Mormon wife. He found a Mormon wife, but it was because his sister hooked him. Up. Oh, the, yeah. so the shack, so the shack didn't even come through, huh? No, shack failed him there. But. Just like in the in the old NBA, right? <laughs> Boom, <laughs> shots fired. I love that we oh, didn't yeah. know who the BYU basketball coach was, and we went around the circle in that. Uh, it's Mark. Is his name are, Mark? Are you surprised that I didn't know that? Uh, is it Mark? Is his name Mark? Yeah, Mark. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine big Shaquille O'Neal, like getting you know, because he's like like he's such a notable character that you you like you know you're talking to Shaq, right? Yeah. And oh, then everybody knew. And who then he was. yeah, and then you're out and about, and you're like you're Mormon. It's be like yeah, sure, whatever you want, Shaq. I'll be whatever you want. Okay, my buddy Mark needs a wife. Oh, yeah, never mind. I'm gonna forget it. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me share a couple of these articles with you. Uh, the Elliot Church announces that it has a Spanish-speaking newsroom. What does that mean exactly? You ask. Do you ask that question, or do I not need to know? Uh, I don't know. The news page consolidates the Global Faith's 18 newsrooms from Latin America, providing a unified experience in sharing information with Spanish speakers around the world, according to a church statement. Uh, the website, which is noticiaslaiglesiasdejesucristo.org, uh, publishes news articles about the church for the general public, including Latter-day Saints, and is now the official news source for church media organizations. So the consolidation of the Spanish sites, there are now 65 additional sites in 28 languages generating local content. So as I understand it, it was lots of different sites and lots of different people, and now they can kind of mainly consolidate it and then have even more local content. So I thought that was interesting. Um, This 8 billion names are now searchable on Family Search. You're one of them, Brother Kyle. Did you know that? No. Yeah, you can search you. You're on there. Oh, I'm sure I'm on there. Yeah. So why are you? Why were you surprised when I just said, "Did you know you're on there?" And you said, "What?" Like I, I thought maybe you'd searched me no. on there. No. Why would I do that? No. I know you. I don't know. I don't need to find you. I'm talking to you on the phone. <laughs> and I know my family tree. 
Yeah. I know my grandparents, who yep. they are. Isn't yeah. that enough? No. There's more. Oh. There's 8 billion names. Here's the interesting thing. 7 billion of those names have just been made available in the last decade. Wow, really? Yeah. So it's pretty interesting to see how the work is moving forward just in the last decade as people uh, not of our faith as well as people of our faith are indexing and making those names available, more records becoming available, and that you're able to search that 8 billion people. Will you look at even... You know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, people looking for it at going down and searching on on microfiche, mm -hmm. you know? You the, remember the, the, the fiche when you would go for, I, like, young men and young women at the church? Yes. We're going to search the microfiche. Yep, and you'd look through this little thing and you'd, you'd on these uh, uh, little sheets and look forward to whatever. And and people outside of our our faith really didn't do it. And now it's a thing. Yeah, it's a you huge You know, there's thing. whole companies based around it and, and ours and, and it's used, ours is used by a lot of people, it, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Eight billion. I just want to reemphasize that. That's more people indexed than are alive right now. Wow. Uh, this is kind of cool. An interfaith coalition recruits volunteers to sew 600,000 masks um, for uh, hospitals down in Arizona. Thought that was particularly interesting, especially when you think of um, all the big mask push that was made here um, by the church. They they asked um, members to sew. I think it was 2.5 million when all was said and done, and uh, now they're doing a similar but smaller scaled push down in Arizona. And uh, and I made this joke, and I thought it was so good. I'm going to share it with you, but you know why. Um, they didn't just ask the Catholics to make masks, Brother Kyle. Yeah. Do you know why? Because we have so many people that will do it. No, no, because if you asked Catholics Catholics to make masks, do you know how many you would have? How many? None. How many would we have? None. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb, but I'm so proud of it. I am so How proud many of masks that. would there be? See? None. none. Get it? Because Catholic none. I'm not explaining it to you. Forget <laughs> it. It's very funny. Uh, and then lastly, well, I got two other stories. How many more do you have, Brother Kyle? I got one short one. Uh, Do it. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you want to know what Ruth Gator Ginsburg? Ruth Gator, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth Gator Ginsburg, as we Ruth talked Bader. about the other day, is the WWF wrestler. Right. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, we just talked about her last week. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to hear what she had to say about the Book of Mormon? Yes. Well, according to her daughter, she loved it. Interesting. They laughed and laughed and thought it was hilarious. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Oh, oh I, I'm talking about the play. Sorry, oh. not the book. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry to confuse you there. Yeah, that's interesting, though. I mean, no, she was known for being very religious Jewish, though. Um, yeah, but but saw and and her, what what's the context in which her daughter was like? I need to tell you how much my mom loved the Book of Mormon, the musical. Uh, so actually, it was in 2018. Okay. Uh, her her granddaughter Clara Spera wrote a book about her. Huh. Uh, her bubby is what she called her and, and talked about the show and mentioned the show in it. That's so I, I saw that that uh, tie in to our, our church a little bit. So I thought it would be interesting. And you haven't seen it, correct? Or have you? I haven't. Okay. I've seen it. I don't think it's for everyone. Certainly. I, I'm sure not. I, I think I, I would enjoy it because I'm 
I'm okay that way. Uh-huh. I can laugh at myself. Uh-huh. Um, and I would like to see it. And, and I really miss Broadway musicals. Sure, sure. Right now. I wonder if, given current climate of everything, if Book of Mormon the musical will be able to continue and will be able to have the popularity that it has. Because it's a little bit like racist, too, right? So let, removing everything mm. that, as a member of the church, mm. would say about it, like, it's a little racist. And by a little, I mean most would contend a lot racist. So I'm curious to see as we make our way out of this, as Broadway sort of unfreezes and we start doing shows again, like if the America of, I guess that would be 2021, will look at that and be okay with it and be like, oh, it's the guys from South Park and this is okay. Or if they'll be like, guys, we can't do this anymore. We're done. I'll be curious to see what happens with that. Is there's two shows that I enjoy that are like that, that I think, uh, are they going to have to change this? And South Park is one of them. What's the other one? The other one was Tosh.0. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a new new season. He's back and Toshier than ever, the promos would have me know. I saw it. I saw the season premiere. And? I'm embarrassed that I watch these shows (laughs) and that I laugh at both of them. uh, And and it it was good. Yeah? Yeah. Are you still offended? Uh, Nope. And I'm excited for the South Park season premiere next week. Let me this ask week. since you bring up uh, since you bring up TV. Let me ask you this: Will you be watching the de- uh, not Desperate Housewives, the Housewives of Salt Lake City? Have you seen that trailer? I haven't seen the trailer trailer yet. If it's not one, I'm going to search out. But if it's on, I'm going to watch it yeah. just to check it out. It's interesting to me because there is like links to the church with everybody that's on. But I don't get the impression, at least in the bios that I read, that any of them still go to church. Like there's one that they call like Mormon royalty or comes from Mormon royalty, which what does that mean? We'll talk about that in a future episode, I'm sure. But I just I I don't think that any of them are actual active going participating members of the church. So I don't know that it's going to be as, quote, Mormony. As everyone yeah. thinks that it's going to be, I just I I think they're just. I didn't think Salt that Lake. it would be very much at all. Oh, yeah. Well, I I heard Salt Lake, and I thought they they would like split the split the the ranks. Right, half of them would be very quote Mormony, the other half would not be. But it just seems like they all have like they're all culturally Mormon, but not active participating. You know, worshiping members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Yeah. Sort of interesting. All right, let me get let me get these two. I, I live the Housewives of Salt Lake City every week <laughs> in your, because I teach in your classes. Right. Sure. Uh, yeah, what's the, your story? Just a couple of these. Uh, one, uh, I just want to take umbrage with the headline. Um, this from the Deseret News. Uh, the headline is news articles that fail to use correct name of church more likely to include negative content. So I'll read that one more time and a little bit faster. It says, news articles that fail to use correct name of church more likely to include negative content. To which I would say, duh, of course. Like, I, I guess I just didn't think that that would be, and, and I don't mean, and I don't mean like that those newspapers are going after the church at all. But yes, of course, if they don't use the, the correct, quote, correct name of the church, of course, it's going to be more likely to include negative content. I don't know. I just thought it was, and they extrapolate a bunch of stuff else out of it. And I just, 
I think it's a lot of people that get really worked up about it. I think that President Nelson has a point. We should be talking about the church and focusing on Christ. And I agree with every part of that. And we should ask people to do it. But when we share articles on the cultural halls, Facebook uh, or Twitter or any of that stuff, which, by the way, be sure to follow us on Twitter because we'll be live tweeting General Conference this weekend. All the sessions, very hilarious. One of the two best weekends online all year long, the other one being the other uh, general conference. But when we share those and people are like, it says Mormon in the headline and people are like, who are Mormons? What's a Mormon? Why do these people? It's like, shut up, you. Obviously, they did not use the right name of the church as far as we're concerned, but they, they shut up, please, and take from the article what they're trying to say about it. And if you feel so very strongly about it, don't tell me. I didn't write the article. Tell the newspaper, hey, I really didn't appreciate that when you shared this thing that you didn't use it as the name that we've been asked to use in press. Please and thank you. But everyone who gets so judgy on name stuff, I can't handle it. Please shut up. But, but I'm, I'm saying it politely. I'm saying it nicely. Finally, this. John and Michelle Wright Amos are both converts to the church. You can find this article at theculturalhall.com. Michelle was raised Baptist, but was one of 13 members of her family that was baptized into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints back in 1979. She then later met John Amos. and oh, dang it. I thought you said John Stamos. No, I wish. I wish. Is that Uncle, Uncle Jesse? Is that John Stamos? Yeah, yeah. that's Uncle Jesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she later, she would later introduce her classmate John Amos to the church by asking to him to attend an activity with her. Spoiler: They got married. Uh, Michelle, super smart, worked at NASA, had a great deal to do with the Mars rover mission that launched earlier this year. She worked there up until uh, her and her husband got called to serve as the mission presence for the Louisiana Baton Rouge or Baton Rouge. Uh, mission. And so when that was actually launched, that being the Mars rover, she was serving as a mission president. She would have been able to be a part of it, but she decided to serve as that mission president with her husband instead of staying to work at NASA. She wow. did She did get to see the launch and was able to be kind of tapped into some of that stuff, but but she uh, she sacrificed all that work that she had put into the Mars rover mission to be the Baton Rouge, Louisiana mission president with her husband. Pretty cool, huh? That is cool, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was. Maybe you don't think it's as cool as I do. No, I do. I, I'm. That would be a tough choice to give up that. Uh, let's take a break and let's do our general conference picks. Now, we're going to take Ooh. these from a Reddit forum. We're going to take these from our Facebook page, also from our Twitter feed. It's all things general conference. Lots of people will talk about this. We will just give you our quick takes, uh, things that people have shared and things that we want to share with you as we look forward to this upcoming weekend's general conference. I can't stress it enough, especially on Twitter. If you are not following us at the Cultural Hall on Twitter, we are worth getting on the platform just to follow as we live tweet this weekend. We'll take a break and come back in the third block of the Cultural Hall. 
Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. It's our ultra-mega back-to-school blowout sale. We have hundreds of thousands of dollars of ultra-high-quality laptops and desktops on sale for up to 50% off the original prices. We've got demos, scratch and dents, trade-ins, and funny colored computers. It's crazy. Remember, you get a lifetime service guarantee on any PC Laptops brand computer. That means if you mess up your Windows or you get a virus or spyware, it's covered forever. Got an old yucky computer? No problem. We'll take it in on trade and we'll transfer all your pictures, music, and all your stuff to your PC Laptops computer for free. When you get your computer from PC Laptops, we'll make sure you're taken care of for a lifetime. To make it impossible to resist, we're doing 12 months special financing on any PC Laptops desktop or laptop computer. Have I lost my mind? Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Here in the third block of the Cultural Hall, uh, we're talking all about General Conference, obviously, as, a, as we approach this weekend. Uh, if you are a part of the Cultural Hall back row, it is a group on Facebook. Would love to have you join there. It's different than our Patreon group. It's a little bit larger. People haven't paid money to be there. It's for people who really love the Cultural Hall, who get super nerdy about different things that we say within each episode, and then we sort of go tangentially down uh, rabbit holes that have nothing to do with the episode. People share funny pictures and memes and it's a great community to hang out in it's the cultural hall back row on facebook you do have to ask to be added and then we add you in let's do some conference uh predictions brother kyle what do you think uh so i i saw one here that was interesting that said they predict there that there would be four or fewer temples announced okay okay so you're saying i could see that i i kind of go with that one so I want to go even further, and I want to name what I think two I can name you uh, if we're saying that there are four or fewer temples announced. I have a prediction for at least two of them. Are you ready for this? Well, okay, yeah. So there will be uh, another Utah temple announced, and I know that people are like, well, wait a minute, we've had lots of Utah temples, and I'm going to say that if there is a Utah temple announced, it will be in Heber City or Midway, Utah, which if people don't know, it's sort of a pocket mm. valley between Park City and you can get down to Provo that way as well. I think they're technically in the what what temple districts would they be in? They would be in probably the uh, Mount Timpanogos Temple District. Um, but if there is a Utah temple announced, it will be somewhere in that Heber Valley area, Heber, Midway, uh, they won't do it in 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 uh, Wellsville because that's where uh, the people with three eyes live. It won't be there. Um, but one of those two towns. The other thing is, is there are several apostles who have homes in Midway. So I think that they'll want them to be closer. So I'll take that. Uh, another person has said that if uh, a temple is announced, some people have said, hey, no temples being announced. Um, an Austin 
Texas uh, temple will be announced, which is a huge deal for um, the wilds who do the living scripture stuff with us. Uh, Mr. Mayor, I know, lives down that way. And the reason why that is thought is the mission in Texas uh, just split a little bit. And and I know for like having a temple that that is part of it. So, so there's a temple in San Antonio, uh, but that's a ways away from Austin. There's a stake, couple stakes down there. So why not put a temple somewhere in the Austin area? And then my third of the four, I would say it will be uh, somewhere in Africa, on the continent of Africa. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Tim Bird, by the way, backs me up with the Austin, Texas temple announcement. Uh, he made that suggestion on the Cultural Hall Facebook page. Uh, let me share a couple other one of these uh, with you. Um, there will be a strong admonition to love one another. I think that that will be an overwhelming theme as you think about uh, this weekend marks about the one month time before the election occurs and people are being particularly just terrible to each other. I think that there will be a strong emphasis on uh, on being kind, on what being kind means, on loving one another, on what loving one another means. And do you think that will go along with, uh, will they extend that specifically to uh, different race? Yes. Religion. Yep. Yep. I think so. Uh, I think that we will hear. I had the the chance to be a part of. Um, I don't. I don't. It's like administration week. I don't know something with my job at BYU where we had to. Um, we we sit through a session, and I want to say why can't I remember his name? We even talked about it here in articles of news. But one of the apostles, I can see his face. He spoke a considerable amount. Uh, about race. In fact, more than I ever um, ha- had heard an apostle speak about it, at least in recent memory. And um, and so I think you will hear maybe a reiteration of that talk during General Conference, or someone else will, will talk about especially loving one another of all races, of all nationalities, of all just flat out loving one another. That was Elder uh, Quentin L. Cook who spoke about it. Maybe, you know, stranger things have happened. He may just rework or flesh out a little bit more of his talk. But him or someone else speaking about uh, about race particularly, but about love one another. Um, I think that I think that we'll hear that particular topic from lots of people because I just don't feel like we're doing it. Hmm. Uh, what else? What other things as you sort of looked at the different uh, predictions that people have made or things that you've thought? What else do you think? Uh, you know, I, so you sent me a link to look through some of these predictions, all that I found on this link other than that one so far are people just like bashing the church. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there's definitely every bit of that, but yeah, I'm, so I'm trying to find what else had you seen on predictions here? And by the way, I didn't realize until you mentioned it, how close we were to conference. Yeah. Yeah. It's this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was cool, and we'll share this. Uh, thanks, a huge thanks to Corey K. Ward. Uh, he pre- uh, uh, prepared a 2020 October General Conference uh, Temple prediction, and he's using the hashtag General Conference Madness. So he has paired um, various locations of temples, um, and and says, you know, okay, for like for example. 
uh, Rapid City, North Dakota versus Colorado Springs, Colorado. And so like the NCAA, you know, in uh, March, you pick who you think, which one of those two places would likely get the temple and, and then as you work towards it. Now, obviously, that would be if we only got one or two temples or, or four temples, but it, it's, uh, it's an interesting list of places. I will say this, too. Uh, it, this could very well be the general conference where we find out about another Wyoming temple. Uh, that would be huge for the people of Wyoming. There's only the one there, I think. Uh, one maybe in construction. It could be the third to come. It might just be two, but I know that several people have said, this is it. This is our time. Let's get that other Wyoming temple. Um, people on Twitter, which have I mentioned that we're live tweeting all of the sessions? Um, oh. Which, I mean, I already have mentioned twice. I just want to, I just really want people to know that they should follow us. Um, I love it. It's my favorite weekend. Uh, someone says that uh, Elder Oaks, Rocky Raccoon or Raccoon at Raccoon Rock thinks that Elder Oaks will bring up the proclamation on the family. Several people, because we just celebrated the 25th anniversary of the family proclamation, think that it will be, quote, canonized this weekend. Um, someone who doesn't want to make predictions at WV Shelley says, my prediction is that it will be a spiritually fulfilling couple of days with a couple of tender, heart-touching, teary moments. Didn't want to make predictions, apparently. Someone else says, we'll hear the word of God for our day. Other people will be upset as general authorities reaffirm the family of proclamation. Um, someone else predicts that there will be no apology for the racism. And then you start to get down the, you know, all that stuff, right? And, um, oh, 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 and then a huge one. And, and I wonder how uh, this resonates with you. There will be a huge push about the, the worthwhileness of worshiping together. Have you gone back to church, Brother Kyle? I haven't been back yet, no. Have they had meetings that you could go back to, but you just have not? They have, yeah. Okay. So let me ask you, why have you not gone back? Um, it, it, it's kind of like with, with work. I, I don't know that I feel comfortable going to an inside big gathering like that until we're at the point where we really don't need to wear mask where we don't have these things that were these restrictions that we're under right now mm. honestly mm. um because it's a it, it's a big group you're clo you're closed quarters i mean they, they, i know they're going through some um you know safety precautions but it's still i i think uh, a little too high on the risk scale for me and i know some are saying well it's just a it's not gonna hurt you you're young and healthy yeah yeah yeah, yeah thank yeah. you very much first of all but you but don't know I, how crappy Kyle's body is. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I wonder if they will mention anything specifically about it in general conference about following uh, the guidelines for social distancing, for, for wearing of masks in, in certain places. Well, you can uh, anticipate that they won't say you should wear a mask. That is not a thing that we'll hear. It's too political. Right. It's too dividing. It's too any of that stuff. I would be very surprised if you if you heard anything in particular about wearing a mask. They may guise it as things like take care of yourself and use precautions that you know or, those or follow your local guidelines. Exactly. Is what I'm with, I'm exactly. Say. exactly. We need to follow your area's uh, direction and guidelines from your local government leaders. Full disclosure. Um, we are recording this before I go to church. 
And uh, in my ward, we're doing a 45-minute session. I'm actually going to be passing the sacrament. And as I understand it, as it was described to me, um, the bread will be in cups and you'll take the cup and keep it. And then the water will be in cups, obviously, and then you'll take your cup and keep it. And then someone will come by and gather all the trash. That will take place after our actual meeting. So normally we like, we come, we pray, we sing, we sing, we pray, you know, that. Then we do the sacrament and then we do the talk. As I understand it, in my particular ward, how it's going to go is we come, we pray, there's announcements, there's a speaker, then maybe a musical number, then another speaker. We're done and out of that part, 30 minutes. And all of that is going to be available for Zoom, over Zoom, for people that aren't able to be there so they can watch it. Then they fire the cameras down, and that's when we actually do the sacrament is after all that because they don't want the administration of the sacrament via um, Zoom or any other sort of electronic media. They don't want it recorded. So that's how our particular ward is doing it. I'm looking forward to it. Should be interesting um, to, to see how that all takes place. But I, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. There will be a lot of people that will be looking to make sure that my mask covers my everything and that I don't, you know, touch anything and that I triple sanitize. Like I know that all eyes will be on me, but I'm more, more than willing to do, you know, do what I can to be able to to help other people be able to take the sacrament. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think that my wife is going to go. She's, she is um, compromised. So I, I, I think that she is probably not going to be there, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, any other predictions that sort of stuck out to you, brother Kyle, that you should mention? I didn't see any others. No. Uh, I think that we may very well get our explanation that, Um, it is not Moroni's church, but that it is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and that we will no longer see Moroni on the top of the temple. I would not be surprised if we saw that, uh, this general conference. And then also, uh, it has not been done very many times previously, people always clamoring for it. I think that we will see, um, or hear rather, a talk about taking care of being good stewards of the earth, and it won't it won't point out like, well, because of global warming, you know, Oregon and California and Washington burned up. But we'll sort of like loosely base that for folks. We'll just say, hey, you know what? You need to take better care of the planet. God gave us this great gift and we need to show our respect for it and ways that we can show respect or to be able to care for its resources and care for each other and all those things. I think it'll be a whole lot of love. Um, but but like the April conference. I don't know that we're going to get a lot of because of COVID this kind of talks. I think that Mm -hmm. we'll just get sort of the more principle-based talks. I don't think we'll get that specific. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it, Brother Kyle. All right. We will see what comes true and what does not. I hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. I hope if any of you are sick or afflicted with anything, you'll be well and you can listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of the Cultural Hall. Sounded like you were talking from the back row. Good, but probably too far away. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat.